Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. It's that time again where we will be sharing this message of hope that I believe its design was created before the beginning of time. And its primary intention and function is to edify, to encourage us, and to empower the heart of mankind to live a life that's meaningful and impactful. So happy that you are tuning in each week to hear a variety of topics consisting of God's love that enables us to succeed and thrive in this world. And that you will recognize the areas of opportunity to better your life and to work on developing your relationship with God. Because all of us have work to do. So it doesn't matter your political preference or your public influence or your public persona that makes you popular. We all have areas of opportunity that requires an internal inspection for God's word is to examine our personal behaviors, whether publicly or privately. God's principles are the ultimate tool to create a change of attitude, a change of behavior, and an opportunity to receive eternal life. For the Bible declares in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it tells us, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And all of us have purpose. And we have to work on fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. But there has to be a hunger and thirst for God's purpose for your life. You see, Jesus spoke on this very subject and it's called the Sermon on the Mountain or the Sermon on the Mount. St. Matthew chapters 5 through 7 connects Jesus with his followers and Jesus gives insight that they needed to know because the people were lacking the necessities for life. And one of the Beatitudes in which he delivers a powerful word that needed to be expressed, he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. The multitude represents purpose being wasted because too many of the masses of people fulfilling their purpose appeared to them as unattainable and not practical for them to pursue their purpose. And Jesus knew that they lost their drive for purpose, their purpose to be fulfilled. Many of them 
stayed at a at a safe distance because to get close to Jesus would require effort. And they were looking for a safe place where they didn't require any sacrifice. And they didn't know if what Jesus was talking about would ever work for them. Have you ever been there before? Where you know that you want something different you know that you're just walking around and you're not fulfilling the purpose that God has placed in your life, but yet you're trying to find that safe place. And you don't believe within yourself that you will ever achieve what God created you to be. Jesus' message that happiness could be achieved if I if you are willing to pursue it. You see, righteousness is often a word that in today's speech is rarely used, but it is necessary for living a life that's rewarding and a faith that is all powerful, all powerful to achieve fulfillment. So guess what? Jesus knew that they needed to have a paradigm shift in their outlook on life. And like all of us, we have been at one time in our lives drawn away from the essentials that give our life meaning. We turned away from righteousness and turned to lustful things that put a strain on our relationship with the Lord. And as 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 tells us, it tells us, don't love the world. Don't love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Everything that's in the world, the craving for whatever the body feels, the craving for whatever the eyes see and the arrogant pride in one's possessions is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world and its cravings are passing away. But the person who does the will of God remains forever. So Jesus is reminding the multitude and he's reminding us that living on worldly desires is really taking its toll on your life and that there is a solution that will be so much more rewarding because pursuing God's standards, his teachings, when you pursue God, God's peace begins to renew your mind. God's protections will keep you safe. God's purpose will now govern you. And now your life can have the impact it was designed to be. Blessed, happy are those who make the concerted effort to pursue the things of God. Jesus says in his word, and he's saying to us today or tonight, 
you will be fulfilled. And today or tonight's episode is designed for you to see what brings happiness to God. We often talk about being happy, being blessed, because most of the time our focus is on our situation or circumstance. And it's not always on what pleases the Lord. We have an idea of what pleases God, but we try to avoid such thoughts. (laughs) You know, justifying your behavior, you know, trying to explain away why you do certain things and you want God to accept your selfish ways. That doesn't answer the requirements. And I've talked to many, so many individuals who tell me that they pray every single day and yet go out and act a fool only to try to convince you that it's okay, that it's all right. This type of praying in the morning and then acting out throughout the day, it's okay because you and God have this understanding. I'm here to let you know, people of God, it's not okay when your aroma is offensive. (laughs) I'm gonna say that one more time. Your aroma becomes offensive because of your bad behaviors because of the sin that you practice. It's not that you're trying to avoid the sin. You are indulging in sin. And the more that you indulge, there is a smell, an aroma that becomes offensive, not only to you, but to others. This Offense is what's keeping us away from our purpose. When it represents that there's something foul in the air that needs cleansing, check yourself, examine yourself, because there is a better way. And what the Lord has impressed upon me is the need to talk about what we need to become more like Jesus. What we need to do to become more like him. The Lord is looking for those that has an aroma, an aroma, a fragrance that draws the sinner to Jesus. He's looking for those who are striving every day to be more like him and to make it their mission in honoring him with our lives. And so, today or tonight's episode is entitled, The Aroma That's Pleasing to God. I want to say that one more time. The aroma that's pleasing to God. Let's take a commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled, the aroma that's pleasing 
God. Hello, hello. My name is Christopher. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego podcast. And first of all, I'd like to say thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. But I would also like to say that if you would like any prayer, any words of encouragement, or would just like to reach out in any way, you can email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Also, we have a Twitter account. Our handle is at fulloflifesd. And feel free to reach out. We would love to hear from you. And lastly, I would like to say if you like what you're hearing and would like to donate, you can donate on any one of our pages. If you go to any of our pages, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, any of that, there should be a link that allows you to do so if that interests you. That's all for me. So thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, we are back. And so let's get into today or tonight's episode entitled The Aroma that's pleasing to God. I want for us to understand, people of God, that there is an aroma that is sweet-smelling to Him. The smell is something that we have to imagine. What are we putting on ourselves? What are we putting into our internal makeup that creates an aroma that's sweet smelling to God. Examine your life over the last few months, over this year. What are you really doing to impact your world? What are you doing to create this, this smell, this fragrance that will be pleasing to God? Are you making any kind of effort? Are you examining yourself? These are the questions that God is posing to us today or tonight. You see, the term smell is one where smell sends a signal to our core that processes emotions and memory of either good or bad thoughts. <laughs> smell can send a signal where one is in danger. Or smell can represent something that has turned rotten because of neglect. Also, smell helps us track food <laughs> when preparation of that food is taking place. And smell reminds us of what's attractive. The smelling of a rose. The smelling of a perfume or cologne. To create a connection is often used to get somebody's attention. And as we talk about early in, in our episode about smell, all smells, whether it's offensive or it's pleasing God, will get God's attention. <laughs> yes, it will. But we want to honor the Lord with our life. He is our Heavenly Father, the one who made us, the one who gave us life that we might have life in abundance. You see, people of God, we oftentimes, oftentimes take life for granted. We, we waste years living in sin, cussing and swearing, overindulging, acting in a way where Individuals don't even want to be around you. This is the sad 
story of many people in our world. Some of our leaders, some of our public figures carry an aroma that's offensive, that's full of sin. They have strayed away from truth and now they have allowed sin to create the smell, this aroma that's not good for nobody or no one. Fact of the matter is we are using the wrong cologne. We are using the wrong perfume. It's indicative of our society. Corruption smells. Liars smell. Manipulators smell. Selfishness smell. Greed. They all have an odor that doesn't line up with God's truth. And we can be better. Tell yourself right now. Tell yourself right now before we proceed with this episode. I know that I can do better. Amen. And so in order to create an aroma that's pleasing to God, number one, we all have to strive to be like God. I'm going to say that one more time. All of us need to have this mindset that we have to strive to be like God. Oh, I hear you in the podcast land. You say, Pastor Phil, nobody can be like God. I hear you. It's not about being perfect people of God. It's about effort. You don't know how how far you can go if you don't make the effort. The scripture tells us, it tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. It says, therefore, imitate God like dearly loved children. Live your life with love, following the example of Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. He was a sacrificial offering that smelled sweet to God. Sexual immorality and any kind of impurity or greed shouldn't even be mentioned among you, which is right for holy persons. Obscene language, silly talk, or vulgar jokes aren't acceptable for believers. Instead, there should be thanksgiving because you know for sure that persons who are sexually immoral, impure, or greedy, which happens when things become gods, and that's the little G-O-D, those persons won't inherit the kingdom of Christ and God. So let's look at some key components in order to please the Lord. Imitators are simply followers. Imitators are simply followers. Those followers follow his patterns. 
They follow his examples. They resemble what he represents as dearly loved children. You have to understand, people of God, he loves us so much. And like any parent, you would never send your child off to school without teaching them all aspects of the importance of doing well in life. So you want them to represent you, right? This is what God is asking from us. God wants us to represent him by being imitators, to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So number one, it's critical that we strive to be like God, number one. Number two, it says live your life with love. All of us know, have an idea of what love is. But the scripture gives us a clear definition of what love really is. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, verses 4 through 8. It talks about love. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice. But it is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things. Trust in all things. Hopes for all things, endures all things. Love never fails. As for prophecies, they will be brought to an end. As for tongues, they will stop. As for knowledge, it will be brought to an end. So we have to understand, live your life with love. Continue to love. In spite of what people do to you, stop, never stop loving and never stop loving God. The more you love, you create this aroma that's pleasing to God because you are, because God is the essence of love. God is love. And when you represent that love, now there's this aroma, this fragrance that goes out into the world to change the hearts of mankind to take down the rude, to take down, down those who are seeking their own advantage. Love will suffocate injustice. Love never fails because love endures. So that's number two. Live life. Live your life. Live your life with love. Number three, avoid sexual immorality. Think about the people of God, sexual, when you think about sexual um, immorality. Think about all of the people that's around us. 
So in order to live life in love, we have to avoid this at all costs, sexual immorality. This smell, this aroma can be avoided. This sin will try to diminish what love looks like. It will try to alter what love looks like. So it's critical in having the right fragrance of righteousness in us, around us, and on us. Then it goes on to say, this is number four, greed, obscene language. You all know that many of us still to this day still speak using foul language as your weapon of choice. We believe that using foul language protects us. The sad part is, spraying those bullets that's laced with foulness only stains you. It's not a sign of strength when you use foul language, but it's a sign of weakness. Yes, it's the norm in today's world, but it's not the norm in God's world. So again, tell yourself, I can do this. I can be better. And Ephesians chapter 4 verses 29 through 32 tells us, it says, don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits, it benefits those who hear what you say. Don't make the Holy Spirit of God unhappy because you were sealed by him for the day of redemption. He goes on to say, put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting and slander, along with every other evil. God says in his word, be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way, in the same way God forgave you in Christ. So people of God, all that silly talk, vulgar jokes, aren't acceptable for believers. That aroma is one where God is not pleased with us. He is not happy with this area of our lives. But it goes on to say, instead, Thanksgiving is an aroma that draws us closer to God. Give thanks. Give thanks is what God is saying. Give thanks is what God is requiring us to live so that aroma will please him. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 18th verse tells us, give thanks in every situation because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will has to manifest in our lives. God's will is his sweet perfume that's created to push away bitterness and envy and jealousy and covetedness away from our very core. This is what the Lord intended for us to be. You see, giving thanks to God is showing maturity. 
It shows how much you trust God. Giving thanks is a gift. It's not a curse. Giving thanks with a grateful heart opens the bottle of God's perfume to cover your mind so you can exude the glory of God like never before. The kingdom of Christ and God is ours when we focus on what pleases the Lord. And so in closing, let's make pleasing God our highest priority. Smell triggers memories. When we smell, it triggers memories more than any other senses. We know when we act outside of the will of God. And those memories can bring shame and embarrassment. But God has the solution for you to live by. He simply is saying, get rid of all those fragrances that's affecting your life and honor the Lord with your life by allowing God's will to be performed in your life. When you say yes to his will, when you say yes to his way, when you say yes, I will obey, your aroma will reach to the heavens and will please your Father in heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all of your many blessings. We thank you for this episode entitled The Aroma That's Pleasing to God, That's Pleasing to You. We want our life and our actions to always be pleasing to you. So help us, O oh God, in the areas where we're weak, where we're vulnerable. Help us to stand on your word and to allow your words to lead us to a path that's clear, that's safe. We need you to give us insight to all of the plans that you have in store for us. And we really want to glorify you with our lives. So first of all, God, forgive us of all sin. Wash us, cleanse us, blot out every transgression that we've committed against you. And help us, oh God, to put on the right fragrance, to not use those smells, those things that bring offense to your life, to you, oh God. We love you, we praise you, and we know that without you, we can never achieve this by ourselves. So God, clothe us with righteousness. Help us to walk in your word. Help us to be obedient to your word because we need you like never before. We thank you and we praise you for all that you're doing. Continue to bless us. And we ask all these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, that is it for today or tonight. The episode entitled, The Aroma That's Pleasing to God. I'm Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. I hope and pray that you really did allow God's word to germinate into your very soul. I'm grateful to God that he has created this platform called Podcasting. And I believe that what is happening with this ministry, 
he has set it up before the beginning of time. We didn't know. None of us knew. But we're grateful to God for how he is blessing this ministry called Full of Life Ministries. If there's anything that we can do to help you along your Christian journey, don't hesitate to email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Once again, that is fulloflifesd at gmail.com. We are here to serve you. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes that we put out each week, please continue to share these episodes with your friends and your family, your co-workers, whoever it may be, your mother, your grandmother. We do not discriminate from the small child to the elderly person. This message of hope is for the whole world to embrace. Once again, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. Pray for us as we pray for you. And let's continue to do this in Jesus' name. God bless.